Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. And we are back on another edition of Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Geary once again. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in as we're getting you ready for the Bills and the Steelers coming up tomorrow from Highmark Stadium to kick off the 2021 regular season as the Bills will host the Steelers. Our coverage here on WGR will begin at 7 a.m. tomorrow with kickoff with John Murphy, Eric Wood, and Sal Capaccio starting at 1 o'clock. Really happy to be joined right now on the Western Hotline by the newest Bills beat reporter for ESPN's NFL Nation, Elena Getzenberg, joins us right now on the Western Hotline here on WGR. Elena, first off, welcome to Buffalo. Thanks again for taking the time on this Saturday to join us. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me and for the welcome. Um, I'm doing well. I've, I've been in Buffalo for six days now, so getting adjusted and really excited to be here and ready for tomorrow for sure. Well, if there's one thing, Elena, that that holds firm and true to this day, and, and you're just another example of it, that Carolina-Buffalo connection lives strong here. And how does it feel to be part of that? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, when I first heard about the job, that was one of the first things that came to my mind is there's about five or at least five guys on this roster I already know. So it's very interesting and happy to keep the tradition alive, I guess. So you've been in Buffalo for six days. What have you gotten to know about the city? And what are some of the things that maybe you've gotten the chance to do to get yourself acclimated to Western New York? I'll be honest, not a lot yet. A lot of time in Orchard Park already. Um, been at practice this week. But one thing that definitely stood out is the fans are great. I, I couldn't have imagined a better welcome. Um, everyone's been so nice. And I've already had some wings. I welcome all recommendations. Please send them my way. I love wings and I'm ready to try all. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give you my recommendation uh, off the air. But certainly there's a lot to, to cover here in Western New York. That's not just with the Bills. You know, there's Niagara Falls. There's the South Towns. There's just the city itself. There's so much that, that you'll get to know, Elena. And, I, and I'm sure that uh, you'll, you'll fall in love just as much as many people that have come from outside of the city and have, have called Buffalo home. I'm sure that you'll, you'll fall in love with that as well. Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, so I get the, you know, this western. I know it's a little different, but I'm pumped to be in this area and ready to explore. Very good. Well, again, welcome into Buffalo, and, and, and thanks again for joining us today. So, uh, with you being from Pittsburgh, the, the Steelers are coming to town for week one against the Bills. Um, kind of the theme that we're looking at already heading into tomorrow's matchup is just some of the bigger matchups that we're looking at going into this into this game. What's the biggest matchup that you're watching heading into tomorrow's contest between the Bills and the Steelers? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, I think it's going to be, a, I mean, I think everyone knows this is really going to be an interesting game. I think what I'm most going to be watching, um, you know, I came from covering the Panthers where the offensive line is a major issue. And so coming here, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this Bills offensive line performs against the Steelers defensive line. Obviously, they don't have Bud Dupree anymore. They did just have up T.J. Watt. <laughs> but I think, you know, one of the positions that the Bills seem to be still figuring out is that those two guard spots. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how they hold up in this first game against a pretty good Steelers defensive line. And, you know, we want to, everyone wants to see Josh Allen throw the ball a lot, but the offensive line has to hold firm. So I think that's what I'm going to be watching tomorrow. 
What what is what stands out to you about this Bills offense heading into another year with Josh Allen under center and and after he gets this big contract extension and and the weapons that he has around him heading into another year? I mean, it's almost some would say it's an upgrade where instead of you know you let go of John Brown but you bring in a, a veteran, a seasoned veteran like Emmanuel Sanders into the picture who uh, at one at many points in his career has been looked at arguably as the number one wide receiver for a team. What stands out most to you though about this offense? going into another year yeah I think that it's the potential right like this can be they can be so good they were very good last year obviously and there's every reason to believe they can be even better this year so I think it does come down to like we know you know Josh Allen should be primed for another big year like the wide receivers have our great group and then I do think the questions come down to the offensive line and making sure that running back situation is right. It's very interesting coming here from covering Christian McCaffrey and, you know, seeing it a little bit by committee here. So I think that's where the question marks fall. But other than that, there's no reason to believe why this offense shouldn't improve um, with just another year in the same system. And, I mean, it should be a big year for Josh Allen. I think everyone knows that. I think that's what's exciting. There's those question marks that just need to be ironed out. And I think we'll get a sense of that in the first few games. Elena Getzenberg, new uh, ESPN NFL Nation Bills beat reporter, joining us right now on the West Her Hotline here on WGR. Uh, looking ahead to the uh, to the defense here, uh, last year with the defense, you know, Star Lutulale wasn't in the picture. He's not going to be in the picture this upcoming week as he's dealing with a calf injury. But certainly the defense got off to a slower start last year for the Bills and heading into uh, this upcoming season, it seems like uh, a large amount of the group is back in the picture. Picture and, and it's very reminiscent almost of, of the Buccaneers situation where, yes, the Buccaneers got all 22 starters from that Super Bowl back into the fold for this upcoming season, but the Bills still have a lot of the same players from last year coming back into the fold this year. Just how much better do you think this Bills defense is going to look uh, compared to last year? Yeah, they really brought up those Buck starters a lot during that Thursday night game, right? Like, <laughs> I felt like they were yeah. hitting us over the head with it. They brought those guys back. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, whenever you have consistency, that's what, when I'm, I'm learning this team still, I'm getting you know acclimated to covering this group. The consistency is, I mean, absolutely so important. I think when you have consistency, you're able to just improve and build upon it. And we've seen that from the Bills in the last few years, and I think we're going to see that again this year. This defense should be good. <laughs> There's not a lot of reason to believe they won't be. It's a very similar group, like you said, to last year. Um, and I think there's you know, nothing to be excited about. I mean, this defensive line, like, <laughs> the depth they also have, I think is very impressive, and that's something that has stood out to me. So, again, a step forward seems natural, and anytime you can bring back the number of players they are, as we heard on Thursday night, it's good. And it can help, and you know this should be a good group this year. Who is there anybody in this in this overall group, not just defense, but also with the offense that that you're looking at this year as maybe breaking out uh, as as a guy that kind of establishes himself as as a future key piece to this this roster going forward, not just this upcoming year, but for the long term here in Buffalo. You know, someone who I was curious his name come up this week was Ed Oliver. Um, I think, you know, with all of the additions to the defense, his name maybe on a national stage hasn't been brought up as much. And Leslie Frazier brought him up this week as someone he thinks is going to get a lot of attention from the league this year. And, you know, I think he'll have that opportunity. And he's someone who, 
you know, there's been some off-field, on-the-field stuff, and I think if he can really take that step forward, that would be huge for this season. So his name coming up, I think he's someone I'm going to be keeping an eye on. You know, there's all those pass rushers, but he's important too, and it's going to be interesting to see what his role is this year. Elena, looking at this Bills team heading into this upcoming season, you know, the AFC, a little bit of everyone in the AFC got a little bit better going into this season, especially in the AFC East with the Jets drafting Zach Wilson and hiring Robert Salah as their head coach. The Patriots um, drafting Mac Jones and having him now as their starting quarterback heading into the 2021 season. And even the Dolphins with uh, year two under Tua Tagovailoa and also, uh, you know, another year under Brian Flores. How do you think the AFC East plays out this year? And, and do you still see the Bills as that number one team uh, favored to win the division. Yes, <laughs> I don't see. I don't even have much doubt with that. Like I think the Patriots and the Dolphins can make it interesting. The Jets are obviously still a project, still trying to rebuild yet again. Um, I think they'll make it interesting. But to me, the Patriots and the Dolphins aren't in a position where they're close to what the Bills can do. So I think they'll keep it interesting for a bit, but. I think the Bills just are on another level right now. And, you know, it's for the, you know, last year kind of similarly, but it's their division. And they, if things go, unless something goes really off track, there's not a lot of reason, I think, to believe it's not their division to win pretty easily. So how do you think the Bills then match up with the rest of the AFC? Are they still slotted in behind Kansas City, in your opinion, in terms of uh, AFC teams potentially going to play in Inglewood this upcoming February for the Super Bowl? Or do you think that uh, do you think that the Bills can leapfrog Kansas City this year and, and get themselves in position to, to play for uh, their first championship? I think they can. <laughs> I think it's hard to say, you know, that the Bills are ahead of the Chiefs right now until they have to beat them, right? Like, you have to get a win to get ahead of, you know, Kansas City's been an issue for this Bills team. And I think in order to say they're a step ahead of them, they have to get a win, get a W. I think that's possible. Um, you know, they certainly tried to address the issues from last year. But for now, I think Kansas City remains the number one because they've been in the Super Bowl the last two years. But, they're, you know, the Bills are going to get an opportunity here pretty soon to make sure that they're ahead of them. So we talked with Matt Perino last uh, last hour in the eleven thirty segment here uh, on WGR Lane, and and he said that he talked with you and, and kind of just helped give you some advice as to you know kind of your game day routine heading to the stadium uh, and, and taking in everything pregame wise. Um, what are, what are some of the best things that you've heard about uh, the experience of you know whether it is the game day experience or Bills Mafia? What are some of the the best things that you've either heard of or even encountered in your brief time in Buffalo? so far yeah i should say in addition to the lovely bills fans the bills media has been <laughs> very welcoming including that um i mean i'm honestly what I, i'm looking forward i'm planning on getting there very early tomorrow and kind of just walking around and meeting everyone that's what i'm most excited about this will be my first Bills game ever um, so i'm excited to kind of take it in i've heard so much about it kind of meet some people that's what I'm looking forward to. So feel free to reach out to me on Twitter if there's somewhere I should come by. I'm just excited to get the full experience. And it's, I mean, for everyone, it's going to be so nice to have a full stadium and a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, now. yeah, it's going to be really nice just not only for, for – Buffalo to be able to have the normalcy with tailgating and with fans back in the stadium and and just the electric atmosphere. Just this upcoming season is going to feel 
uh, is going to feel like a sense of normalcy is back with fans being back and, and just everything for that matter. But it's also nice because you get an extra regular season game onto the schedule with the 17-game season. Um, just just how do you think kind of things play out overall in the season as a whole and, um, you know, how things match up for the Bills and how everything looks in the AFC? Just Just what are your thoughts generally with this upcoming 2021 season? It's going to be a long season. <laughs> That's my first thought. We're going to be going for a while here. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a haul. You know, one thing I think is important to keep in mind with the 17 games, injuries and health are going to be like, you know, there's going to be more injuries. There's going to be you know, more stuff like that because there's more games. And I think depth is going to be super important because of that. But, you know, I think the season is, you know, the Super Bowl hype is there for a reason. I think there's a lot of reason to be excited about this team. Um, I think it should you know, pretty well, and I think you know they'll probably get maybe a couple extra games here in Buffalo. We'll see. But you know, I think it'd be interesting. that Kansas City game. It's coming up actually pretty quickly, and you know it's really early in the season. I think it's going to be big, and we're kind of we'll see how things go from there. But I think things are set up pretty nicely. But yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, definitely a change. It was even a change for me with having the normal. I know last year we'll throw last year out the window just because last year was just a very unique season as it was with COVID. But that dating back to 2019, you know, you get that last preseason game in and then the very next day is roster cuts. And it's just like, boom, we're off into the NFL season. There's a game next Sunday. We're ready to go. And this year there's a, an extra bye week that teams didn't necessarily play. They and really the Bills only got on the practice field what a couple of times during that time, and and all the other teams only got on the practice field a couple times. So already it's already kind of a changing landscape with this extra game. But but I'm up for it because I think one extra NFL regular season game is going to make things a, a, a really interesting in terms of the playoff pictures, especially once we get into November and December. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, a team like the Bills, who we think is going to be in it and very competitive, will be able to lock things up sooner, or if it's going to make kind of things stretch out more. I think that'll be interesting to see, because if they can create a distance, then there could be some games where that really don't matter at the end, or it could go down to all 17. I think it'll be interesting to see this year how that all plays out with everyone playing an extra game for the first time. Elena Getzenberg, the new Bills beat reporter for ESPN's NFL Nation, joining us right now on the Western Hotline here on WGR. Well, Elena, I did want to get the chance to ask you a little bit about the Panthers because the Panthers in particular for me this year, and we talked to Sal Capaccio earlier, and and he's a team that's very intrigued by this Panthers team going forward too. Last year... uh, was was a year that you know you didn't have Christian McCaffrey back for most of the season. Now you're going to get him back, and you know the team's looking relatively healthy. And you've got a new quarterback in the picture, and Sam Darnold as well taking over for Teddy Bridgewater, who's now in Denver. Um, I at least believe that this Panthers team is going to be a, a very um, you know, they're, they're a team that's not going to be talked about very much as a team that could potentially contend, but I feel like that they could be a very sneaky good team going into this 2021 season. What, what in your mind, have they done really well this offseason to put themselves in that position to potentially be a that sneaky good candidate to contend for a playoff spot in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, I think what the Panthers have done well, they're building their defense in the right way. Um, I Everything's been a kind of a reconstruction project since 
you know, guys who are here like Mario Addison, you know, left um, after the 2019 season. So right now they kind of had to draft and free agents to really reconstruct that defense. And it, they should have a good defense this year. It should be pretty solid. Their defensive line is probably their strongest area. Um, but I have questions. I mean, who knows me the question is? I think he could be good. I think this offense could help him. I think he could take a step in the right direction. He certainly has plenty of weapons like Christian McCaffrey. But we have yet to see Sam Darnold, you know, successfully run an offense. Yeah, successfully run an offense pretty much. And I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons you know, fingers to point with the Jets, but he also, you know, didn't play very well, especially last year. So to me, that's the question mark with the Panthers. Their defense is absolutely, like I said, the strength right now. Mm-hmm. And they have some good guys like Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Dan Arnold, who they are really excited about at tight end. But like I mentioned earlier, that offensive line is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a big issue for Sam Darnold. So, the defense can move in the right direction, but before I think they're going to be like keep themselves in it for an extended amount of time, I have to see more from Sam Darnold and that he can do it, that he can make that improvement. What can Joe Brady do for a guy like Sam Darnold, who in his first three years in New York, it was um, not exactly the greatest uh, output, and, and not only that, but he didn't exactly have the, the coaching and, and leadership that could help him grow and progress as a young quarterback in this league. How, what, do you think, what do you think Joe Brady can do to help Darnold turn, turn the course for him and get him back into that echelons where uh, you know he's an up-and-coming guy in the NFL and, and can be seen as uh, a, a quarterback that can lead a team to the promised land or at least lead them into being a, a legitimate contender year in and year out? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think what they're trying what they're trying to do is help him like make smart decisions, if that makes sense. So you're going to see, when, if you watch the Panthers this year, Christian McCaffrey's going to get <laughs> the ball dumped off to him often. Um, mm-hmm. They want Sam Darnold to take advantage of having someone like McCaffrey, you know, having guys like Bobby Anderson who are easy to find downfield, just help him make the smart decisions because turning the ball over is one of his biggest, I mean, you look at him and interceptions and fumbles have been an issue. So they want him to make smart decisions. If Christian's there and he can dump off the ball and get four yards, they want him to do that. They're trying to help him develop in that way. Um, but again, like I said, they can help him try to develop that way. But if he's getting pressure consistently, I'm going to be surprised if some of the same issues crop up. But the goal, you know, it's the, the Drew Brady offense looks a lot like what the New Orleans Saints run. Um, what we saw Drew Brees do with a lot of checkdowns, a lot of, you know, the field trying to find your tight end, um, that sort of thing. And I, I think. They're building the offense to make Sam Darnold more comfortable, but it still comes down to that offensive line playing well. Well, Elena, uh, where get a plug-in for where we can find you on Twitter and just some of the work that you're going to be doing coming up here with uh, ESPN and covering the Bills. Yeah, so I'm just getting started. Like I said, this is my first week um, covering the team for ESPN. So I'm on Twitter at A. Getzenberg, G-E-T-Z-E-N-B-E-R-G. Um, and we'll have more stories coming out. This is my first game, like I said, and I'm just excited to get started. Please reach out. I'm, I'm so excited to meet everyone, and thank you so much for the warm welcome. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 best of luck with, with the new gig here in Buffalo, and welcome to Buffalo first off, and, and we'll, I'm sure, talk again sometime down the road. Thanks again for taking the time today. 
Yeah, thanks for having me.